Hello and welcome to an episode of the Snug Podcast. Tome, sweet tome. Because you know what? I got the book! <laughs> and I'm joined by my fellow co-host. No, hey. separate. How are you today? I am doing alright, I suppose. Um, I'd complain, but nobody cares. So I won't complain. I don't really have too much to complain about, so I won't complain anyway. But I'm alright. How about you? I got the book. You got the book. <laughs> the book. We are also joined by our fellow co-host. It's me. I'm here. On the other side, in the corner. Yeah. This takes up space. Is this rot meth in the cup in front of me? This must mm, be. Take a, take a sip and see. I don't think the rot mess is going to go very well with the chocolate chip cookie I'm eating, so I I'm going to I'm gonna pass on that for now. Two-year-old chocolate chip cookies go perfectly fine with rot mess. It, they are not <laughs> two years old. <laughs> for anyone who wasn't here in the pre-show, he made fun of me and said that the cookies that I were eating was from two years ago when he came to see me and brought me chocolate chip cookies, and that's a lie. <laughs> They're not from two years ago. Gross! <laughs> Rotmet's favorite cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. First, cover, would Rotmet even go well with chocolate? I'm going to go with no. And actually, can wood elves eat chocolate? It's technically a bean? Hmm. <laughs> well, they can yeah, eat remember. it if it... Because it's going to be imported. Because chocolate is not native to the Valenwood. Therefore, oh. it is something that no matter what is imported. So, of course, they can have chocolate. Okay, good. I'm glad that my friends aren't going to kill me then. Fantastic. <laughs> oh. Wait. That guy over at Are... that temple where if you ever, like, chop wood, chop the wood by it, he'll go, I knew you didn't follow the green pact. <laughs> so, if are wood elves allowed to eat each other? Like, is that a violation? I like mean, it's encouraged, actually. Yeah, if, right. we, if so, we kill each other, then yeah. Okay. It's called so, the meat mandate. Yeah, so you, don't just, what, you don't just eat each other to eat each other, but, like, if I right. kill you, then I'm, yeah, they're supposed to. But what what if you kill me, but I ate something from the Valen Wood? Meh. That doesn't matter. You're getting too into the weeds. See what I did there? Is also in the Valenwood. So. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter. Mm. Your origin right. is not from the Valenwood. <laughs> but Khajiit meat is sweet, supposedly. It's all that moon sugar from those chocolate chip cookies that they've been snacking on for the past few years. <laughs> uh, you know, it's very possible that I still have some Girl Scout cookies that are... From a couple years Frozen? Back. Yeah. No, That's different. No. No. No, just not eaten yet. We might have gotten rid of those by now, though. We had an well, unopened pack of them. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should probably. We should. We should probably not spend the entire show talking about cookies and actually talk about the things that we've missed over the past two weeks, like what we've been Quit. doing. <laughs> Quit. Quit sidetracking us with your cookie talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, shall I go first? Sure. In the past two weeks, um, <laughs> let's see. I can't wait for this. <laughs> I 
uh, I have missed a week's worth of logins, so there's that. Um, and I did log in with my Arcanist and run a random normal dungeon to uh, get that bonus XP. Wow. Um, so I did that. And that's been about it. Had some other uh, real life things going on. And uh, so I've not been spending much time gaming at all. Um, but, yep, that's about it for me. Next. <laughs> <laughs> right, who, who's going next? Me? You? You? Me? Glenn? You can go next. Can. Okay. Okay. Well... I was working on decorating some of Kelsum Rune. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of that. I did some dailies on PC with Toasted Peanut and Minwee Pro. Um, just some of the Necrom dailies and a couple other things that were just, you know, working towards different achievements and whatnot. Um... I spent some time lurking in some streams for No Kid Hungry, which I know we'll touch on in just a little bit. But um, I spent a lot of time in J Hart Ellis's streams for those because um, he did some fun stuff for that whole uh, fundraising. And then the thing that I guess I'm now finally allowed to mention is I have been uh, prepping for Extra Life on November 4th with the Loreforged crew. Um, so that is uh, Jibs and Cash, founders of Lore Seekers, um, back in the day, and Sunny. Um, they have a uh, a new show and a, some new stuff going on with uh, something that they call Lore Forged, and it's based in Ashes of Creation, um, and the content that's coming out for that game. So uh, we're doing a one-shot for Extra Life game day on November 4th of a D&D slash roleplay adventure that's going to be set in the world of Vera. So not only have I been doing lore for lore seekers, but I've also been doing things for that. So, Question. yes. Ashes of Creation, was that that Amazon game? No, that's New World. Okay. Nope. Ashes of Creation is a very, very ambitious MMO that's coming out. Um, they have done an Alpha 1, and then Alpha 2 is going to be in 2024, because uh, that was just announced recently. And then hopefully soon after that, the betas and stuff will roll out. But it's a super ambitious, really, really good-looking MMO. Um, it's been taking a long time, because they changed over to an Unreal 5 engine, I think, from the previous stuff uh, that they were working on. So, um, that of course, you know, changes your timeline for everything. And he's the developer, um, Stephen Sharif has very much said like, this game will be ready when it's ready. We're not going to push it just to make people happy. We're, we want to make sure that it's right. So a lot of good Who's publishing it, uh, intrepid games. So a lot of good content over there. Um, if you're interested in ashes of creation, definitely go check out our lore seekers founders, um, Jibs and Cash, and then Sunny as well with them at Loreforged. Um, they've got a podcast as well as some other stuff. So I'll be hanging out with them on game day, fundraising. Um, besides that, I've also been working on a Lore Seeker stream that's hopefully coming up here uh, very, very soon. And just for funsies, Peanut got me a Stream Deck Mini. 
So I have did yet. He, did he get it you for funsies, or did he, he get it for you as a birthday present to himself, so you also have a stream deck? That's probably part of it too. Yeah, but. <laughs> Happy birthday to, to me. <laughs> no, it was it's a really cute little stream deck mini with six buttons, but you can have multiple pages. So um, I have yet to plug it in because I went on a work trip. Uh, so I haven't really messed with it yet, but I'm really excited to get it working. So there you go. Get it working before the 30th. Got it. That's, yes, before the 30th. Hint, hint, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Ding! <laughs> How about you, Gwen? <laughs> Okay, well, we already covered the book, um, which I literally did nothing for. I tried. Um, I did I tried. one. I did. I did one quest. I did, I, I did one, too. I did one quest, too. Um, and just because I did, I like, right? So I haven't been able to log in. Um, but um, I just started trying to start doing stuff in ESO again. And I did one quest. And I didn't get, I didn't turn it in. Like I did the quest and I didn't turn it in because we were doing the fishing and the abyssal thing. No! And the, the, the mimics. <laughs> and then I never turned in the quest. So no. I didn't actually do anything to earn this book. But I have my book. Shh, you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to tell people that. You're not supposed Shh, to tell people that. I am honest. I am honest. It is my flaw. Mm. But um, the book is green. The book is ridiculously green. I was hoping to honestly have this sitting here through like ever but you can't turn my one complaint is you can't turn down the light on it turning down the light on it is closing the book opening the book you turn up the light on it um the entire snug pod is green and i even have black tendrils in front of it right now and a floating red orb behind it it is this is an over empowering green it's a little ridiculous uh <laughs> It's a book, and I like it, and I wanted it, and it's a decision I made, and I'm happy I have it. You're not going to see it ever again after today. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Is that a um, is that stand that it's on part of it, or no? That... No, no, that's something you can get in the crown store. I used uh, some seals to get that. It's really pretty. It would be a good. It, it was. It's a green thing, and it makes sense. Put the green book on the green thing, right? Indeed. So. There we go. It mm -hmm. has its own special pedestal. You can um, you can make a um, an, an apocrypha stand. That's what mine is sitting on, um, on PC because Matt made one for me uh, that looks similar but not the same. It doesn't have the lit candles and stuff on it. It just lights up. It's pretty cool. Oh, the candles are part of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one furnishing and you get all of that. Nice. Yep, oh, and it does, yeah, it does a lot. And the books inside it, because um, you, well, you can't read the books inside it, but you like open it up and there's books in there, or you can have it closed, you can have the lights on, or you can have the lights off. It does a lot of like different intricate things. So I thought that was really cool. It was definitely worth the seals endeavors. Cool. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so I stopped using Twitter like 100%. Um, for X, it is now the X app. Right? I cry. Um, I'm so lonely. So, uh, I don't know if you guys talked about the ESO Inktober stuff or whatever. ESO Tober last time. We talked uh, about it, I but I don't it think in our notes. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think. I think we mentioned it, but I don't think we got to go into it in depth. I would, wasn't gonna draw for it this year because I haven't really felt like drawing, but I started to, and now I have a bunch of them, and those are all on my Instagram now. <gasps> I'm not on X anymore, so I'm on Instagram when the bar's still. Put uh, them. So if you want to see my drawings, they'll be there. 
Put them in the Lore Seekers Discord, too. I made a channel. I'll start adding them to the Discord channel. Yeah, do it. And then my woes have been uh, trying to figure out the ESO forums. Because apparently you get an email when you make your ESO account, and then you have to log in or it expires. And you have to accept the invite to the forums. And then that didn't happen. And then, because like that was back in 2014 when I got made my ESO account, right? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so, uh... So it's like, okay, well, I finally forgot in my head today. Google it, figure it out. And, oh, of course, I haven't heard back yet. It's a Sunday. I don't expect anyone to be in the office trying to figure this stuff out on a Sunday. But um, I kept the the, 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 the little uh, note thing or whatever, the little help section on their website for this thing, literally keeps cycling you through back to the same page. Um, so it's like, yeah, no, go here and click this, and it will take, and it will take you to get... To, uh, to put in a ticket for the for the invite. And I go, okay, cool. And then it's like, yeah, click here for the invite. And I click here for the invite. And then it brings me back to the, yeah, you should go here and click this to get the ticket for the <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> no. So I went to a different, so I went into a different page. I kind of tried to find a workaround. Who knows if it will come of everything. Anytime I've had e account issues for any reason, they have been amazingly helpful and everything gets like done really fast and wonderfully. Um, but I ended up going to, another like spot what that let me get to a form that's still like for forum stuff so that way it's at least going to the right department and saying my problem um and then the last the last thing on my little eso list of things that have been going on in my life is i am so excited for the elder scrolls and magic the gathering crossover which has not been announced yet but the fallout one has been announced for march so that means we know we're getting an eso one Ooh. Maybe not ESO specific, but Elder Scrolls. No, yeah, would, but Elder Scrolls in general. Yeah. I just say ESO by habit at this point. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so, that that's probably uh, if they're if they're partnering with, partnering with Bethesda. Yeah, to, the uh, Fallout one has an official release date, so yeah. uh, no, we're definitely going to get an Elder Scrolls one, and I am going to collect every single card. Um, Good <laughs> luck with that. Get to an IRL Legends. It's not going to be that hard, trust me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there we go. There we we are all up to date, and now we have news. Indeed, we do. Just hope you just better hope that there's not that card. It's like the One Ring card from the Lord of the Rings set that. I have the One Ring card. You don't have the One Ring card though. The uh, the uh, unique art that sold for two million because it's the only one like it. No, I don't have that. <laughs> you don't know. Was... Maybe she's the one that bought a, it. I do have an original. Post you don't know. Bought it. <laughs> Maybe so, Post Malone ooh. bought it from her. <laughs> oh anyway. my gosh. Anyway. So we do have news. Proper news. A lot of news. Yes. Where's Indeed. Newsy? <laughs> you didn't invite her again. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, it's always on me. First things first, Endless Archive comes out on October 30th for PC and on November 14th for console. Uh, so the first one that we have is five quick developer tips for the Endless Archive. Woo. Um, there's a couple different things in here. So it basically uh, talks through with Shane Slama, who is the Dungeon Team product owner. Uh, for some quick tips on surviving the latest PvE challenge, the Endless Archive. Um, 
So when it says you're planning for solo success, it says when playing solo, survivability and resource regeneration are important things to keep in mind when suiting up for a fresh run. Consider food and Munda stone options that provide maximum health and either stamina or magicka regen and item set bonuses that balance your offensive output with survivability. The Endless Archive rewards those with a balanced build and solo one-trick ponies might find their progress stymied earlier than expected. The main thing to watch out for is using a pure glass cannon build, explains Slama, because while your damage output may be great, the malligraphies in the archive may just shatter you before you shatter them. It's kind of uh, an interesting take on how they're doing this because they're really encouraging people to not so much press for high DPS, but press for survivability, which I think is also a way of them trying to make it a little bit more accessible. I know that doesn't do, seem like it should be, but it does. Now, do you think that's actually going to hold up, or do you think it'll end up still being high DPS builds, or what you actually want to go for? Um, I don't know. Uh, here's what I will tell you. There was feedback given on the PTS by high-end players um, who were on the PTS that spent upwards of five hours in the Endless Archive at one point um, working their way through cycles. So... And those are people with high D DPS. Um, so I think that hopefully they will have balanced it out better. Uh, especially if they're talking about this. So, we'll see. Um, next thing it says is seek out portals. When venturing into the Endless Archive, keep an eye out for its unique portals. Always be on the lookout for portals to the unknown and make sure to enter them, explains Sama. These mini challenges are rewarding and will not only help you with the next stage or boss battle, but also ultimately unlock the ability to purchase powerful permanent account upgrades specific to Endless Archive. Uh, by completing portals to the unknown as part of your expedition, you get an opportunity to earn additional furnishings and collectibles, archival fortunes, and most importantly, another verse for the next challenge. How do you feel about that? Purchasable... Purchasable permanent account upgrades. I mean, granted, they are specific to Endless Archive, but still. What do you think about that? Mm, it um, sounds like you have to play this a lot in order to get those upgrades. I would agree. You want to get better, but yeah. No, when you that's not it. That's not saying purchase like crown store purchase. No, it's saying um, there's a new type of currency called archival fortunes. Right. That you'll be able to use. Okay. Um. So that's. I think a fairly common thing since they're going for kind of the, the roguelike feel. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're unfamiliar with roguelike versus rogue light, I, uh, I believe the, one of the big differences, and that's not my, you know, that's not a genre. I generally play a lot of, uh, with the exception of some card games like slay the spire. Um, but I think light means that, um, it kind of implies that you, there are upgrades that you keep where the other, each run basically starts over. So, um, so for example, in Slay the Spire, it's a card game, the permanent upgrades that you would unlock would be new powerful cards. You still have to earn them each run. You have to find them and, um, you know, get lucky and get them. But 
they're unlocked as a permanent uh, as a permanent thing. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I I think it. I think it'll probably work pretty well as long as you know it's not game breaking. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be game breaking. I just will be curious to see how accessible those are. You know. We'll see. Um, next thing says, use the environment. While you never know which stage you'll set foot in next, it's important to recognize how to use them to your advantage. Larger areas with obstacles may be used to put a line of sight blocker between yourself and your enemies, says Slemma. This is useful if you need time to recover some resources, avoid certain ranged attacks, or to cluster enemies for easier area effect damage dealing. Cool. Are we going to get orange barrels that blow up? I don't think so. Or red barrels, whatever. That's I too bad. I don't think so. <laughs> I want to be able to blow up barrels. Were you doing a Nimic? Yeah, I'm right? Because there's a, like, a red versus, like, green. Blow, chew, like, you choose for blowing stuff up thing in one of the Nimics. But, okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going with, like, the stereotypical red barrel is an explosive barrel in games kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, something else it says is grab mystery verse scrolls. Sometimes it's handy to have an ace in the hole, and keeping a mystery verse scroll might be the edge you need to clear an especially tricky stage or to battle a boss. Mystery verse scrolls come in three varieties, offensive, defensive, and utility, says Slama. The scrolls may be purchased from flyer merchants using archival fortunes. The scrolls provide a random verse that you don't currently possess, and that verse will be active for the next stage or boss battle. You can use one scroll per cycle, so choosing the best time to use a scroll is important. A great moment to use a scroll is on the cycle boss round, or perhaps the moment you see a marauder on the field. Fancy. To get your hands on a mystery verse scroll, you can trade with a flyer merchant after clearing a stage. They appear next to the portal, or visit uh, Filer Tazors in the Endless Archive Index. So that sounds kind of like the how at the end of, like, maelstrom how at the end of each round you know the two up here and you can talk to both of them and like sell things and do things it sounds like it's going to be a uh, similar situation with those filers and last but not least it says go defensive don't ignore the visions that grant defensive buffs early. They might save you a lot of trouble later. Offensive visions are tempting because everyone loves to deal more damage, but if you're planning to push deeper into the archive, selecting defensive visions early pays off in the later challenges, where incoming damage isn't as easily shook off, explains Slama. As you progress deeper into the archive, malligraphies hit harder, and being able to survive is critical since you have limited threats. Sure, it's possible to kill malligraphies before they damage you and go in all on offense, but you won't be able to avoid all incoming damage. So being able to tank that hit and keep your threads safe may be what separates an unceremonious end from a triumphant personal best. What strategies are you planning to take into your endless archive expeditions? Don't forget, this new arena type activity can be tackled solo or with a fellow player. So if you're struggling to clear an arc, why not reach out and find a friend for help? Alternatively, use Update 40's new Group Finder to find the perfect partner and venture ever deeper into this infinite challenge. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. So there you go. Those are your five quick developer tips for the Endless Archive. Check! Yep. 
next one I know Gwen's excited about. Do we know? The last time I played Tales of Tribute. <laughs> I don't know. What were you going to ask? Do we know on the, uh, uh, on the uh, Endless Archive, um, have they mentioned that there's going to be a minimum level for that? I don't believe so. I'm just wondering if that's going to be a good way to level new characters. I had that thought the other day because you get to just face wave after wave of enemies. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I mean, I think that there's a, a chance that you might need to be like level 10, just like for dungeons. Right. But other than that, I doubt it. Yeah, we'll know soon. Yeah. Especially on PC. It's only eight days. Yep. So, Tales of Tribute for Maze Morpha, new patron deck. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, take a sneak peek at the all-new Tales of Tribute deck featuring a patron arriving alongside update 40. I was not expecting a new patron deck for the record. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Oh. We get one of the people who worked on it telling us about it. Awesome. Okay, so we sat down with senior systems designer John Carlson, one of the leads behind developing this new deck, and picked their brain around mechanics. All right. And so it's an interview. Thank you for joining us today to discuss Tales of Tribute. To start, we'd love to know how you approach designing this deck. We examined the game of State of Tales of Tribute and releases. We knew it was time to add a new deck that focused on faster games and raw power of calculated action sequences. Okay. With that goal in mind, we took back to an early design from before the game launched where you could give your opponent resources in exchange for playing a more powerful card. Oh, that little tome shell card is adorable. Uh, what are the new mechanics that the Hermaeus Moore patron and cards introduce? Hermaeus Moore introduces the setback mechanic where players give their opponents a resource in exchange for the card being significantly cheaper to buy. We, par we paired this with the new patron ability to acquire any non-contract cards in the tavern, but your opponent receives a copy of that as well. Ooh. That sounds very like two very powerful abilities. What kinds of elements from the design and lore of Hermaeus Mora did you draw upon for designing this deck? The Prince of Knowledge is all about bargains and trade-offs. The concept of power at a price particularly resonated with the core design of the deck and how we could bring that to life. I'm loving this card art. What sort of playstyle can be expected while piloting this deck? Games with Hermes Mora should go fast, and those who find the most success with the deck must be experts in timing. Deciding when to use the patron power, or if you should skip playing a card when the setback isn't worth the reward, are the decisions that elevate the masters above the competition. From your perspective, which other patrons does Hermes Mora pair best with? There are a handful. Pelin and the Red Eagle both help with accelerating the game to chew to a close which players into the aggressive nature of Hermes Mora. Well, Hunting and Amalexia both help you make the most of the patron power with Refresh. What sorts of matchups would you expect Hermes Mora to perform best against? Where might the Prince of Knowledge struggle? Hermes Mora cards are looking to accumulate a game-winning amount of prestige before the free resources and cards you've given to your opponent begin to pile up against you. With that in mind, players should be prepared for their opponent to use decks. Yeah, there it is. Like Rajin to slow them down, or Halalu to turn the free coin and cards into a patron victory. 
how might players acquire the full new Tales of Tribute set? Players must venture into the new Endless Archive and collect all the fragments within to unlock the new deck. Okay, so is this a base game set? Thank yes. Thank you, Jeff, for taking the time to discuss the upcoming edition Tales of Tribute. You can discover the fragments in the new Hermes Smart by exploring the infinite wings of the Endless Archive, which is available. Okay, yeah, no, this is a base game set. You, Even though it's Hermes Mora themed, we don't need to own Necrom to use it. Yeah, because the new Endless Archive is going to be base game. So because of that, it's technically you, a base so, game set. So you just need to own High Isle in order to play Tales of Tribute. Correct. Interesting. Pretty rad, in my opinion. So it's an aggro deck. It is a fast-paced deck, which if you've played Tales of Tribute, those gay, especially in competitive games, they can go long. Censoring myself. Family-friendly show. Long. They can go very long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Speaking of family-friendly, we had the No Kid Go Hungry, which is over. That is way, 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 way over. Um, and it was the support No Kid Go Hungry during a Give a Sweet Roll uh, 2023 charity campaign. And this was a... the We'll just read the bit. Uh, Starting today, you can help support our friends at No Kid Go Hungry as they combat child hunger throughout the United States by tuning into some special ESO live streams and donating to avoid the cause. To help, a group of awesome live streamers are hosting special charity streams. And so this is way over. This is super over. Um, but we're touch. I wanted to touch on it still because of how this, how they like handled this event, which even though it was a lot of, it was shortly, it was very short and short planned. Uh, they released an article and they actually released like the list of streamers who are participating and links to their Twitch profiles and not everyone on here is on the stream team. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, it's just one of those, these are the streamers who are helping with this. Um, and that's pretty cool. And there was things that you could, like they provided items for giveaways and yep, I just thought it was pretty cool that they uh how that well that was executed this time around because we've seen them do partnering with other things in the past and it's it's not that well streamlined so that that was pretty cool yeah that's awesome uh, it's awesome oh, and hopefully everybody uh hit whatever they were supposed to have their goal be i'm pretty sure quite a few of the streamers did if i remember correctly so that's awesome. You, Con you said congratulations you some of those. So. Yeah, I did. I watched I watched some of them. I watched um, a few people give out the chef outfit, costume, and all of that stuff. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the next news thing is about update 40. So it looks, it looks like it's more geared towards never. Yeah. Does it now? Because it has the words Master Crafting Station. Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, and then cries a little. <laughs> yeah. 6,000. 6,000 writs. Uh, it's fine. So you want me to read that? Sure, if you want to. Sure. Uh, let's see. Dive deep into Update 40s. Two major base game additions. 
yada yada group finder tool now i think i now i'm thinking of the t-mobile no yada yada oh, um, no. <laughs> um not a sponsor so the two big things uh are two of the big things i guess um there's gonna be a group finder tool it says group content can be difficult to break into when you don't have a social circle or are just stepping into it. it says Bobby Ware, where we are ESO's lead UI designer. We aim to create a tool that would help bridge the gap and make it easier for folks to meet others with similar goals. This is especially true for content that requires a group but doesn't have an easy way to find one. Arriving in update 40, the new group finder tool allows you to quickly jump into ESO's various activities from trial or dungeon runs, world boss zone tours, or social events like role playing or fashion contests. Can we pause for a second? Sure. I know that they said you can customize it for what groups and stuff you're looking for, but this is the first time I've heard them mention role playing and fashion contests for it. Which I know I shouldn't be surprised because those are common things in the game. But I love that they finally, like, mentioned that. Maybe I just missed it previously, but seeing it here, like, written out makes me really excited for those groups of people. <laughs> like, there's not been a good way for role players to coordinate or anything like that unless they're in a, you know, in a guild that specifically does it. But if you're just getting started and you don't know how to find those things, this is going to be a great tool. You can always search for role-playing guilds using the guild finder. It just is not a good tool. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Family-friendly language, we got this. Yeah, <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Now now this new one is going to be better. Okay, sorry, carry on. Okay, I just got really okay. excited. They're making it sound like it's going to be better. Yeah. We haven't used it yet. Fingers crossed. I will try it. I will try to find role-playing groups. We'll see how this works. All right. I Let's... will do this for science. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, to ensure the group finder covered as many needs as possible, the team started with major content categories that typically require a group, such as dungeons and trials, but they did not stop there. They also include included content where players generally group together, even if it's not required. Cyrodiil and the Imperial City are good examples of activities where there's safety in numbers, as are the game's world bosses and world events, explains Bobby. We also looked at activities that we that may have only small gameplay benefits while group, but potentially strong social benefits. You may not strictly need someone to quest or explore with, for example, but it can be more enjoyable with a friend. We also added a custom category to fill in any of the gaps. Because the tool needed to cover these many different activities, the, de the development of the group finder proved to be a complex process for the team. It can be difficult to strike a balance between usability and a wide variety of functionality, says Bobby. With most, with most new features, we look back at similar things we've done in the past, either for learnings or to leverage UI paradigms from it. Group Finder was a common reference point for this feature, since a lot of the components are similar. With our UI, we focus on consistency across features so that if you learn it in one place, you have a good idea of how it'll work in a new place. Uh, Last thing, it says that all the hard work translated into a new tool for players to come together and explore Tamriel in any way they choose. Um, so if this works well, um, then it will definitely be a good thing for people who um, struggle to, to get into to certain things. I mean, I, I, I think that's going to be the biggest benefit. I mean, sure, for, you know, finding world boss help and things like that but 
I think especially getting into uh, veteran trials or or something like that, if it allows you to, um, uh, I guess, customize a message, then, you know, you could put, I'm looking to learn vet content um, and find people willing to help teach somebody. Whereas if you just go into the group finder, jump into a vet dungeon, and you can't carry your weight, you might get kicked, you know. Um, so I, I think it's got some potential um, implementation we haven't seen yet, but hopefully it uh, works as intended. Um, and then the second thing, uh, as as stated, is a... Uh, is is a is a thing that just tears at my heart because the number of writs needed is oh so hard to acquire when you don't have the time <laughs> anyway um but says since their introduction in 2017 attunable crafting stations have been highly sought after by tamriel's master crafters perhaps even too sought after as new sets have been added to the game over time the space required for full sets of these desirable furnishings has ballooned now with update 40 a new feature resolves the issue for good so yeah 700 is the max um in the largest houses if you have eso plus and we've already uh done rough estimate on the math right uh for stations it's like it's in the next oh, it's in the next paragraph yeah um <laughs> so um Grandmaster crafting stations build on our prior tunable crafting stations and help to solve a fundamental problem with the way they expand over time, says senior systems designer Cullen Lee. If you've got 75 plus sets for four different professions, that's 300 plus crafting stations to organize. They also eat up a huge chunk of your home's furnishing budget, and that problem gets bigger with every zone. With Grandmaster Crafting Stations, you can squish all those sets down into a single station per trade skill. So instead of 300 plus stations, it's just four forever. Gorgeous. Yep. Um, and... Yes, you do. Sorry about that. I got booted yeah. for a second, so I'm coming back. <laughs> That's all right. Um, <laughs> so you have to be a Grandmaster Crafter to get them, and then they're going to be, like, I think it was 1,500 uh, vouchers each. Um, so it's, it's an expensive adventure. But now, I mean, for people who are regularly doing writs and, um, you know, they stay on top of that stuff, it, it, they probably they're probably sitting on that many this already is, as uh, it is. This is where the crafting endgame comes into play. Mm -hmm. Most people yeah. don't think of crafting as endgame, but housing and crafting can be endgame. And this is definitely where that hits when you're thinking of, oh, well, I want this thing and all the fancy things. What? I have to do all of this to get it? Mm -hmm. it it's an achievement to have all of that. Yep. it's And it's expensive. I mean, if you don't already have the vouchers you're going to either have to do a ton of writs to, to get them or you're going to have to go out and buy them um, on your time so, and yeah. the current going rate uh, last I checked and it may have changed at least on PlayStation I know it varies from platform to platform but was 
it was about uh, 500 gold per voucher, I think. I'm doing, if, I'm, if I'm remembering that right. Um, something like that. I, I don't know, but it, it's... Uh, I would imagine with these coming out and with some of the changes to uh, jewelry crafting, I wouldn't be surprised if that number... Um, it was about a thousand per voucher, except because jewelry crafting is a thing. Yeah, it was a lot cheaper, but because of the jewelry crafting changes, it's probably going to stabilize out and be more expensive now. Well, the jewelry crafting rich you could get pretty cheap because it was so darn expensive <laughs> on the other end you to do could, those. but now because of the things that were announced, things are going to be right. more expensive because it's cheap, easy money at this point. Um, so the other cool thing with these stations, though, is that they're going to, um, the more you feed them, <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, feed your table, uh, but the more you feed them, they're going to actually uh, change visually um, to the point of even having little, like, glowy symbols uh, over the top of them. Uh, they showed it. They showed it in the uh, reveal or whatever the stream was they did back when they kind of uh, showed off endless archive. And, um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing for those that, uh, especially for those who can jump right out and get it, and um, you know just being able to free up three hundred plus slots in your home. What am I gonna do with this house now? I have no idea. We can we could put all of the stuff into a snug pod. That's so I know I was thinking about imagine? that. I was gonna take the orange mushroom and like flip it upside down and just add a second story again. Just have them all sitting up there because it would work. And I was just gonna anyway. say, can you can you imagine the snug pod being a guild house? How wild! <laughs> how I know wild. exactly how I do it. <laughs> so my first home, if I remember correctly, was like the twin arches or. Um, one of those smaller homes because it had a little outdoor area. And I was like, well, this is cool. You know, it's an outdoor area and an indoor. It's like I could set up some crafting stuff here. And then I learned, oh, no, no. Once once you start getting into the attunables, nobody cares about those regular stations anymore. Um, so uh, be kind of cool for people that, you know, just want smaller homes and aren't as into decorating lots of space to be able to do cool things with small homes and still be functional um, I think that's something a lot of people will look forward to because um, you know let's face it a lot of these big houses uh, for one people say there's the furnishing limit keeps them from being able to decorate everything the way they want to anyway um, but you know for a lot of people that's just you know it, it's hard to put your brain around decorating something that big um, Whereas smaller spaces may be more akin to a lot of people's actual living uh, situations as far as, you know, comparable sizes. You know, think, okay, well, I would decorate. If this were my house, I would just decorate like this. And this is what I would do with it. And this is where those would go. And, you know, they don't have to think about which spot by the ocean am I going to put this, you know. Um, I thought everyone just kept it by the front door. Yeah. Yeah. But the front door would be close to everything because the spaces wouldn't be as big for those that you know want to be able to do things in smaller homes. Anyway, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I am going to try to uh, at some point sit down and knock out some writs that I've got and go hunting for, um, you know, see if I can find some big 
uh, payoffs on lesser vouchers or, or uh, less amount of uh, writs, rather, so that I can uh, save those up, pick those things up when they come out. But yeah, I've probably cool. got a few we can donate for the guild. I did have one. I may have already used it. It was a 600 and something. Uh, Holy smokes. I've never even seen one that high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember if that was one that I bought or if that was one that I happened to get actually from doing my own writs. I don't remember. Huh. Um, but yeah. And it might have been jewelry. That's probably wild. was. It probably was. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so if you are interested in doing that, you better be uh, on the ball and getting your uh, writs and stuff done because you need, you'll need a lot of them. Yeah, 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 as Caddy Jack keeps telling us. Anyway. <laughs> That's in addition to the 200. That is in addition to the 250 per regular attunable station you're going to need. Oof. <laughs> so, Oof. Yeah, yeah. It makes me want to be a murder hobo. Yeah, right? <laughs> Next All one's right. exciting. Talking about more scary things. The spoopiest time of year. That's what it says. It says during the spoopiest of occasions. It's the that, most that actually says that in the article. time of the year. <laughs> the Festival of Frights returns. This year's Witch List Festival in-game events begins Thursday, October 26th at 10 a.m. EDT and runs until Thursday, November 7th. Holy cow! EST. That's this Thursday. Yes, we were just talking about this before the show. I didn't realize it was actually this Thursday. I just looked at the date. I've, I feel like I've been in a time warp this month. Okay, I had a work trip. I don't even know what day. You it know is. what? This is the time for the. This is the time of the year for the time warp. It's for the true. record, anyway. It's true. All right, <laughs> carry on. Beast of occasions, you can claim terrifyingly awesome. Event-specific rewards, including plunder skulls, XP, gain boosts, event tickets, and more. During the Witches Festival, all adventurers can enjoy a passive 100% to XP gain at all times. To collect the Witch Mother's Whistle and down ladles of Hag's Brew, simply follow the steps listed below. Open the Crown Store and acquire the free quest, The Witch Mother's Bargain. You can also pick up this quest by speaking with the Crow Caller, who you'll out find outside each... Olive's Brewery in Stonefall's Glenumber or Origin. Complete the inductory quest to receive the Witch Mother's Whistle tool. You won't need to acquire the Witch Mother's Whistle if you've previously finished the quest in previous year's events. Blow the whistle to summon the Witch's Cal Witch Mother's Cauldron, which you drink to polymorph yourself into a spooky, scary skeleton. You cannot summon the cauldron in Cyrodiil. Acquire Cursed Rewards during the Witch's Festival event period. Whenever you defeat a boss, Monster, you'll are offered a Plunder Skull container to, in addition to any regular rewards. When you open a Plunder Skull, you have the chance to receive the following items. Alchemy Regenerance, a festival-themed recipe, furnishing recipe, a festival-themed provisioning recipe, a complete festival-themed furnishing, a festival-themed treasure, a small chance for one of the following, a Holojack style page or a Dramora style item. Uh, worms, crawlers, guts, and insect parts. Oh my. What's more? Or you, whenever you fell a different, unique type of boss for the first time each day, you'll be rewarded with a special Dramora Plunder Skull that contains some of the above items in addition to these Dramora motifs after a chance for one of the following items. Oh, Witch's Festival Rips, Glenumbral Treasure Map, or Glenumbral Armor 
outfit style page, a grave dancer weapon style page, new a tome of forbidden appetites memento room box, new a witch's festival ghost net pet fragment, which is adorable by the way, new I a need it. style page for the crownborn hunter outfit style. The different types of bosses that offer these remote plunder skulls include arena bosses, invasion bosses from anchors, hailstorms, volcanic hunts, etc. Delve bosses, final dungeon bosses, public bosses, and world bosses. It, that's I wonder if it means, when they say arena bosses, I wonder if they mean trial and arena, because trial and arena bosses have been a thing in the past? Or, yes. Or, but, okay. Because that, that's the first time the word trial itself specifically has not been in this. Um, that ghost pet is the cutest thing I've ever seen. So cute, he even has googly eyes. He has little googly eyes. Monsters oh. of all shapes and sizes lurk throughout Hamriel this time of year, but there is one creepy beastie that is feared above all, the crow. To locate and slay this living nightmare, acquire the daily quest Plucking the Crow by speaking with the Witch Mother Tamara, uh, located inside Olive's Brewery and at every impersiaria impers Help me. Impresario. Impresario. Thank you. Tent found throughout Tamriel. For your courage, you'll be rewarded with the Dramora Plunder Skull that has a small chance to grant you an incredible offering of tradable Witches Festival valuables instead of regular Dramora Plunder Skull items, including the following. Ten Witch-Tamed Bear Dog Fragments, the full style book for the Dramora motif, a folio of all Glenmoral Glen treasure maps, a rune box, Tome of Forbidden Appetites, a random Crowborn Horror outfit style page. The crow is scary. Those things are deserved. Impress you event and tickets. During the Witches Festival, you can collect two event tickets for each of the bosses, uh, for each boss you defeat each day, earning up to 26 tickets by the end of the event. But don't forget, you can hold only 12 tickets at a time. For this event, the Impressario will stock the following items. All three Passion Dancer Blossom Pet Fragments, the first fragment of the Horde Hunter Ursac Mount, uh, Crowborn Horror Outfit Style Pages, Witches Festival Ghost Niche Pet Fragments, Tome of Forbidden Appetites Memento, Assorted Spooky Witches Festival themed furnishings such as the Cobweb Come Furnishing, Hollowjack Lantern or Barros, Specimen Jar of Spare Brains, Ruby Candlefly Ruby Candlefly Gathering Furnishing, Vampire Lamp Azure Tall Furnishing, Vampire Light Post Azure Single Furnishing, Vampire Container of Yellow Liquid. Ew. Uh, group Repair Kits, Companion Guild Commendations, Witches Grab Bags. This is purchasable only if you have yet collected all the items contained within. Skeleton Marionette Memento, Spectre Mask Collectible. There are four variations of this collectible. Apple Bobbin Cauldron Fragment, Throw, throw Bones Memento Fragment, Marshmallow Toasty Treat Emote, which is Bonfire Dust, Ghastly Visitation Memento, Witch Tame Bear Dog Pet Fragment, Witch Mother's Servant Outfit Style Pages. Of note, Witches Festival will be your first opportunity to begin gathering the fragments of the final event Morphin Collectible of 2023, which isn't a house, dang it. Uh, the Horde Hunter Ursac Mount. It's a bear! Uh, additionally, the Impresario, you know, if you need a bear for uh, for Sharp, this is a great way to it's find a bear for Sharp. because you angry bear. have a bear mount. It's an angry um, bear. Indrig the Impersario's colleague, the Indrig Fender, has the following. The Nessicent Indrig Feathers, Pure Snow Indrig Berries, Crimson Indrig Berries, Frostlight Indrig Pet, Rose Thorn Indrig Pet, lastly, the Impersario's... I'm gonna mess that up every time. Assistant! <laughs> the following. <laughs> it's a hard word. <gasps> what is her name? I feel like you I need, know her name. You need Dwemer Drops. I just need to know her. 
name. The impresario's <laughs> assistant? It's a dude. No, the impresario. What's her oh, name? Oh, uh, uh, I think it just says the impresario. I'm not sure she has a name. Does she have a name? We're going to find out. UESP. Anyway, which you can acquire <laughs> with ascent tickets. Unstable monolith fragments. Uh, the Daedric Quasigraph fragments, which is what I'm going to be working on getting for my not PlayStation accounts, because I love that thing. Uh, spooky season has returned, and Nern needs heroes to help bring Emriel's ter terrors under control. Will you come to their aid and enjoy the XP boost, collectibles, and other rewards during the 2023 Witches Festival in-game? Let us know using your social media of choice. There we go. Anyway, that was a lot. Uh, um, so while we are still on the Witches Festival, we because of all the notes, and we are already over my time at least, um, murder hobo questions for this week, because we are Witches Festival coming up, it is going to be, how does your OC prepare for the Witches Festival? And are there any ghost stories from Camriel that scare your OC? Let us know. Scary. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of that crowborn horror right. by myself. That's all. And with that, I will leave you to it. <laughs> I guess it's time for guild announcements then. Yay, guild announcements. Yay! Guild announcements! Um, well, we've got our normals. We have Mondays with Moki. Thank you, Moki. You have been doing an absolute stellar job um, of uh, keeping up with uh, doing stuff on Mondays with the guild. So thank you so much for that. You can join Moki for Fishing or Cyrodiil um, on Mondays or whatever else is coming up. Because the Witches Festival is coming up, I'm sure that there will be Plunder Skull Madness on that night. Um, there's also Treacherous Tuesday which is a day for us to just group up, hang out, do some dungeons together. Um, it's not necessarily formally set. There's no times, but there is a sign up in Discord if you'd like to express which role you want to run on that night. Then we also have our Fearless Friday and sometimes Saturday <laughs> with Arthuria Dragoon. This is where you get together and you do the Undaunted Dailies pledges and um, the uh, Delve for the day. You can bring any tune, any level to um, that event. Yeah, so that's our current guild announcements for things that are going on. Um, stay tuned because we are working on trying to get some holiday stuff hopefully coordinated where we can do a couple multi-platform events. We just gotta find the time to sit down and be able to coordinate that. So, there you go. Um, I think I seem to have lost both my co-hosts. <laughs> Oh, there Not he here. is. The cat's here. I think Gwen did have to bop, though, quickly. So Yeah. Um, she was over her time, unfortunately, but we're just glad that she could join us tonight. So, um, Social media. You want to tell them where they can find us? Can they find us? I hope so. Oh, boy. Maybe they can't. Maybe they... that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... If you want to reach out to us, there are a couple different ways you can do that. You can get us uh, through email, and I'm almost old enough to check that, so we'll oh be able to start gosh. replying to those uh, just in a, about a year and a half or so. I do um, check them. <laughs> I don't care. Um, Age is just a number. I check them. If you don't mind, it don't matter, right? It's That's mind right. Doesn't matter. That's right. Um, so our email address is snugpodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, or if you'd like to just cross that out, just exit out completely uh, or reach uh, us on X platform, formerly known as, anyway, uh, at Snug Podcast. Uh, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash Snug Podcast or just search Snug Podcast on YouTube and find us that way. And if you want to listen to us, well, if you've got a podcast app, then just search Snug Podcast and hopefully you'll find it. Um, yeah, not too hard. Just uh, go type in Snug Podcast in places and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can also join us if you're interested in joining our guild because you think we sound cool. Uh, we probably sound cooler than we actually are, but uh, don't tell everybody else that. Um, <laughs> I think we're cooler than we than we actually sound. Maybe. Depends <laughs> on the day. <laughs> Uh, but if you'd like to join the Lore Seekers Guild, which we are a part of, um, we have uh, guilds across all of the platforms and mega servers for the most part. Um, and if not, and you're not necessarily interested in joining the guild, but you just want to hang out in our Discord and come join us, you're more than welcome to do that too. Um, in order to do that, you can find us at loreseekers.club, or you can also try, if you want a direct link to the Discord, eso.loreseekers.club. Um, from there, you just go, you fill out a quick little application. It'll DM you some questions, and we just have you answer those, and then hopefully we can get you into the guild. Uh, it's basically just a way to check to make sure that what you're looking for in the game is what we can help provide for you. Um, and it also helps us keep trolls and bots and all of those other things out of the Discord to keep it family-friendly and safe for everybody. So uh, if you're over 18 and you want to join us, feel free to apply. I think yep. that just about sums it up. There is one more bit of important news. Tell me. Um, uh, for those of you who didn't see the tweet or the X or whatever that crazy sent out, um, <laughs> that was from TC, my purse. That was from my personal one. <laughs> TC TC has a man. <laughs> oh my gosh! No one's and, gonna uh, understand that but you. No, no, but um, just <sighs> just so it can be out there in the in the wild i thought i would share that oh boy oh boy <laughs> All uh. right. so i'll give you the the rundown on what that was you were tweeting about but uh, I'll do you're that lucky i'm you're lucky i'm a nice friend i trust <laughs> I, 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 I trusted you i trusted I, you i, I am i am <laughs> thankful to have such nice friends <laughs> oh, well all right well until next time hopefully next week if all goes well mm -hmm. um but until then we will see you later have a good week take care of yourself take care of others and uh just you know be a good person we'll catch you next time bye sleep well tamriel <laughs> <laughs>